Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. In this episode, Doug reminds us to remember God's faithfulness to His people on this Advent, Hanukkah, and Christmas season. In a world of difficulty that seems to be covered with darkness, this season gives us an opportunity to boldly declare the miracle of God, the birth of Christ. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. After the episode, consider leaving a review and follow us on your favorite streaming service. If you've gleaned anything from this podcast, consider paying it forward with a gift at somebodycares.org. Now let's join our host, Doug Stringer. I'd like to take some time in remembering the faithfulness of God to His people during this Advent, Hanukkah, and Christmas season of 2022. Of course, God's faithful every day of every year. But the four weeks leading up to Christmas are known as Advent. The primary themes of Advent are hope, faith, joy, peace, and love. During this season, many people personally and intentionally prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus, the fulfillment of the promise of His manifest presence, and the expectation of His second coming. The dictionary defines Advent as the arrival of a notable person, a thing, or an event. And for us as Christians, Advent is the expectation of Christ. Because of His birth, we now have expectation and access to the presence of of a holy, holy, holy God. Whereas my friend, Pastor Alan Splon, who's a part of the pastoral team at Fellowship Church in the Woodlands, Texas, he says we have access to his essential presence with periodic blessings of his manifest presence made conscious to us in unique and wonderful ways. That's so true. You see, we also have this expectation of not just the first coming of Christ or the birth of Christ, but of the second coming of the Lord. It's important for us to understand that in the beginning was the Word, which is Christ. God gave us His only begotten Son, but Advent is about anticipation, not only for the first coming, but also for the second coming of the Lord. Now, as mentioned earlier, Advent is celebrated for the four weeks of preparation prior to Christmas Day. But Hanukkah 2022 is right in between Advent and Christmas. In fact, Three weeks after the beginning of Advent is Hanukkah, the eight days of celebration. It overlaps into Christmas Day 2022. Hanukkah, or aka Festival of Lights, or the Feast of Dedication, is an eight-day Jewish holiday commemorating the rededication of the Holy Temple, or the Second Temple, in Jerusalem at the time of the Maccabean Revolt against the Seleucid Empire of the second century. You see, Hanukkah or the celebration of lights, gives us a message of hope that even through the darkest of times, there is still light. It's a reminder that even in the most difficult or darkest of moments, there is still light in the world. May God's light shine through each and every one of us each and every day. Take a moment to read Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, and Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 through 3. I still remember reading this quote, During the Hanukkah, we remember God's faithfulness to His people, granting them a miraculous victory over the ancient Greek superpower who sought to eradicate the worship of the God of Israel, and how God then enabled them to rededicate the Holy Temple. Likewise, today, we also find ourselves living in a time of many challenges of our faith. We're in need that the Lord will once again fulfill His promises in these days. Through the most tragic and difficult of times, may we be those who pray for healing and hope. 
I have found that there are Hebrew words referencing Hanukkah that also have a great significance to all of us. Nes Gadol Hayasham, or in other words, meaning a great miracle happened there during the most humanly impossible circumstances, being confronted by an enemy superpower, and yet God provided miraculously for God's people. And when it seemed that they did not have enough oil for the lamp of the Lord, God supernaturally continued to extend the provision of oil so they continued to keep the lamp shining brightly in the temple of God. Yes, a great miracle happened there. And that's why it's celebrated every year as a reminder of the hand of God, the provision of God, and the goodness of God, and the faithfulness of God, the light of God that lit up in the temple. And yes, may the Lord also for us today do the same as He is our Savior, healer, provider, deliverer, protector, liberator. He is our joy, our peace, our master of breakthroughs. When I think about the season of Advent, Hanukkah, Christmas, I think tis the season of expectation of the light of God and hope for the world. The light of the world has come. His coming is what we celebrate at Christmas. From the very start, His light drew people who hungered for truth from far and wide. Consider the Magi or wise men that we read in Scripture They traveled for up to two years following a light in the sky that led them to Jesus, and they brought gifts fit for a king. Now, many of us know or even have sung the song, We Three Kings. It may even be one of your favorite Christmas carols. It was also known as We Three Kings of Orient Are, or The Quest of the Magi. It was originally written by John Henry Hopkins Jr. in 1857 for a Christmas pageant. And it's said to be one of the first Christmas carols written in America that became widely popular. Scripture does not specifically refer to kings, but rather magi or wise men. And we're not given a head count as to how many there actually were. Yet we do know that they did bear gifts. And those gifts included gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I like how the nativity movie depicts the presentation of these particular gifts. The first magi presents his gift announcing as gold for the king of all kings. And the second presents the frankincense and says, for the priest of all priests. And after a moment of hesitation and even stumbling, the third says, and myrrh, for the sacrifice of all sacrifices. You see, nestled in the middle of all the Christmas story was the mystery of Jesus's life. Even though he was a king, he had been born to die. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child, it says in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. And they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In 2003, we all saw the story of the crucifixion that ministered to thousands throughout the nation and around the world from a surprising source, Hollywood. It was the release of Mel Gibson's production of The Passion of the Christ. With the movie's graphic depiction of what the suffering Jesus endured for the joy set before him, our salvation, came a new realization for many of the reality of the crucifixion. For others, the movie generated questions. As the cover of one national magazine boldly inquired, did Jesus really have to die? Even with the controversy surrounding the graphic violence involved in the scourging of the death of Christ, an R rating would not be sufficient to accurately portray the extent of his suffering. From the physical pain 
and the beatings to the emotional pain and loneliness of betrayal. Crucifixion was a form of capital punishment and considered the most humiliating and tormentful way to die in those days. Even the word excruciating did not even exist until a word was needed to describe the pain of death by crucifixion. I remember reading a medical description of what Jesus most likely went through from a medical perspective by the late Dr. C. Truman Davis. Each time I read it, I got deeply gripped of heart and moved to tears with the revelation of Christ's love and sacrifice for me. It's impossible to have a strong foundation as a Christian unless we have a revelation of the passion of Christ, the work of the cross, and the power of the resurrection, and how it can transform our lives even today. Without that understanding, we will be apathetic believers at best, but that revelation changes everything. In some circles, especially in our Western culture, we may have heard about the cross so often that the thought of our sins that put him there does not still break our hearts, even igniting a burning passion of gratitude and service within us. We sometimes take for granted the high cost of love that was displayed through humiliation and pain and suffering upon the cross for us. I wonder if it's because we have so many distractions and substitutes that put more focus on self rather than fixing our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith. I like what A.W. Tozier said, and he said it well. Self is the opaque veil that hides the face of God from us. It can be removed only in spiritual experience, never by mere instruction. Promoting self under the guise of promoting Christ is currently so common as to excite little notice, he says. I like the question the late Leonard Ravenhill used to put on all of his notes and cards. Are the things you're living for worth Christ dying for? This is still a watershed issue that should challenge our values today. The timeliness of the message of the cross cannot be overstated. We need the message more than ever before. We need to be rekindled in heart with a renewed revelation of the work of the cross and the Holy Spirit revelation and power available to each and every one of us. From Genesis to Revelation, the beginning and the closing of Scripture, we read of the tree of life, the fullness of life through Christ revealed in full display on the cross, that we may have life and that life more abundantly. You see, from the manger to the cross, we have the scarlet thread of God's love and redemption revealed. The hope and light of the world himself dwells amongst us. It's important during this holiday and Christmas season and throughout the year to reflect the light of the world who became a man over 2,000 years ago. He is the Word who dwells amongst us. We have a joy and a strength beyond human comprehension. We have a peace that surpasses all understanding. May we as the church let our light shine in such a way that it draws others close to the Lord, like the star over Bethlehem and how it drew the Magi or the wise men. May we be an example to those around us so they too can find their faith, their hope, their peace, and joy in the midst of their own difficulties. Jesus is the Word who dwells among us. He is the light of the world. And oh, how we need a whole lot of light in the world of darkness today. In the beginning was the Word, it says in John chapter 1, verse 1. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was the beginning with God, and all things are made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There's been a lot of discussion about what day of the year that Jesus was actually born. And the truth is, we may not know the exact day of when he was born, but we do know that he was born and he is the light of the world. He is the word that dwells amongst us. 
people around the world are celebrating in some capacity this Christmas season. That is why it's important for us as the church to reflect Christ when there's so much attention on Christmas. And to reiterate what I said earlier in this podcast, that the dictionary defines Advent as the arrival of a notable person, a thing, or an event. And so for us as Christian, Advent is the expectation of Christ, of His birth, and the expectation and anticipation of the second coming of Christ as well, even in His birth, now that we are preparing for His second coming. Oh, what a wonderful thing that we have this hope, this hope of glory, this hope set before us. This glorious expectation and anticipation of the coming of the Lord. And as I mentioned earlier about Advent and Hanukkah and Christmas, you see, there are a lot of similarities between the Jewish traditions observed in Hanukkah or the Festival of Lights and Advent. Hanukkah celebrates a time when there was only enough oil to keep the lamp in the temple lit for a few hours, but it lasted for eight full days as the Jews fought to reclaim the temple from the superpower of the day. Then they celebrated the miracle God did for them. Likewise, during Advent, we celebrate the miraculous birth of Jesus, the light of the world. Hope came into the world as the word who dwells amongst us. John chapter 8 verse 12 says that Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5-7 through 7 says, This is the message which we have heard from Him, and declare to you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him, and we walk in darkness, then we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Today, the world needs the light of Christ like never before. This should be an exciting thing in time for us, because God is the Word, and He loved us so much that He gave Himself to us that we might live in His Word, know His Word, share His Word, and be a witness of His light to a world that desperately needs the Lord. In a world of difficulty that seems to be covered with darkness, this season gives us an opportunity to boldly declare the miracle of God or the miracles of God, the birth of Christ, joy to the world, the Lord has come. We have the light of the world living in us. It should be permeating in our lives and radiating from us to those around us. A light in a dark room lights up the whole room. Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We can let the light of Christ shine through us in very practical ways, spiritually, physically, financially, relationally. Jesus said if we follow him, we no longer walk in darkness because we have his light leading us and his light shining through us will guide others out of their darkness to life as well. No matter what trials or storms or winds come our way, We can be unshakable when we build upon the right and solid foundations. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Psalm 33, verse 4 through 6. Oh, how we need his word to move in this kind of powerful way again. This is our moment to spread the word and light of life to all. The light of the world has come. He is Christ, our victorious Lord. His light in us spreads the hope of glory, which the world so desperately needs. 
It is time to remember the promises and the great miracles God has done, the great miracles God is doing, and the great miracles God will continue to do. We need to share our hope, faith, love, and peace because the light has come into the world and the word dwells in us and through us. Without sounding cliche-ish, let me just remind us to remember the reason for the season. In the midst of the darkness, the light does shine. May his light shine in and through you, in you and in me, that others might find their way. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. I'd like to conclude today's podcast quoting Luke chapter 1, verse 1 through 20, if you bear with me. Glory to God in the highest. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered and everyone to his own city. Joseph also went from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into the heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things, pondered and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Yes, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org, or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.